Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I would like to say hello to some more friends who filled out our Sleep Tight Stories survey. Hello to Thasri and Thabshi, Birdie Isley, Dublin, Alexandra, Porter, Zara and Orion, Riley and Isla Kamonson Lewis, Kinlay and Kiri Kia, Harper and Lauren, Daniel and Emily, Ezra and Axel, Joy and Gloria, Garrett, Deacon and Bennett, Noah, Atlas, B and Lou, Ezra, Vida May Kirby, Mason, and Asher, Max, and Sersha. I am sorry if I said your name wrong. If you would like to support us, please visit us at patreon.com slash stories. A link can be found in the show notes. Thank you. I enjoyed the episode with the Velveteen Rabbit so much that I decided to continue with the story. Reading this story made me remember all the great times I had with my teddy bear. This is the second episode about the Velveteen Rabbit. If you missed the first episode, you might want to go back and listen to it. Velveteen Rabbit. Near the house where they lived, there was a wood. And in the long June evenings, the boy liked to go there after tea to play. He took the Velveteen Rabbit with him, and before he wandered off to pick flowers or play at brigands among the trees, he always made the rabbit a little nest somewhere among the bracken where he would be quite cozy. For he was a kind-hearted little boy and he liked Bunny to be comfortable. One evening, while the rabbit was lying there alone, watching the ants that ran to and fro between his velvet paws in the grass, he saw two strange beings creep out of the tall bracken near him. They were rabbits like himself, but quite furry and brand new. They must have been very well made, for their seams didn't show at all, and they changed shape in a strange way when they moved. One minute, they were long and thin, and the next minute, fat and bunchy, instead of always staying the same like he did. 
Their feet padded softly on the ground, and they crept quite close to him, twitching their noses, while the rabbit stared hard to see which side the clockwork struck out. For he knew that people who jumped generally have something to wind them up. But he couldn't see it. They were evidently a new kind of rabbit altogether. They stared at him, and the little rabbit stared back. And all the time, their noses twitched. Why don't you get up and play with us? One of them asked. I don't feel like it, said the rabbit, for he didn't want to explain that he had no clockwork. Oh, said the furry rabbit, it's as easy as anything. And he gave a big hop sideways and stood on his hind legs. I don't believe you can, he said. I can, said the little rabbit. I can jump higher than anything. He meant when the boy threw him, but of course he didn't want to say so. Can you hop on your hind legs? asked the furry rabbit. That was a dreadful question, for the velveteen rabbit had no hind legs at all. The back of him was all in one piece, like a pincushion. He sat still in the bracken and hoped that the other rabbits wouldn't notice. I don't want to, he said again. But the wild rabbits have very sharp eyes, and this one stretched out his neck and looked. He hasn't got any hind legs, he called out. Fancy a rabbit without any hind legs. I have, cried the little rabbit. I have got hind legs. I am sitting on them. Then stretch them out and show me like this, said the wild rabbit. And he began to whirl round and dance, till the little rabbit got quite dizzy. I don't like dancing, he said. I would rather sit still. But all the while, he was longing to dance, for a funny new tickly feeling ran through him and he felt he would give anything in the world to be able to jump about like these rabbits did. The strange rabbit stopped dancing and came quite close. He came so close this time that his long whiskers brushed the velveteen rabbit's ear, and then he wrinkled his nose suddenly and flattened his ears and jumped backwards. He doesn't smell right, he exclaimed. He isn't a rabbit at all. He isn't real. I am real, said the little rabbit. I am real. The boy said so. And he nearly began to cry. Just then there was a sound of footsteps, and the boy ran past near them. And with a stamp of feet and a flash of white tails, the two strange rabbits disappeared. Come back and play with me, called the little rabbit. Oh, do come back. I know I am real. But there was no answer. Only the little ants ran to and fro, 
and the bracken swayed gently where the two strangers had passed. The velveteen rabbit was all alone. Oh dear, he thought, why did they run away like that? Why couldn't they stop and talk to me? For a long time, he lay very still, watching the bracken and hoping that they would come back. But they never returned. And presently, the sun sank lower and the little white moths fluttered out and the boy came and carried him home. Weeks passed and the little rabbit grew very old and shabby. But the boy loved him just as much. He loved him so hard that he loved all his whiskers off, and the pink lining to his ears turned gray, and his brown spots faded. He even began to lose his shape, and he scarcely looked like a rabbit anymore, except to the boy. To him, he was always beautiful, and that was all that the little rabbit cared about. He didn't mind how he looked to other people because the nursery magic had made him real. And when you are real, shabbiness doesn't matter. And then one day, the boy was ill. His face grew very flushed and he talked in his sleep and his little body was so hot that it burned the rabbit when he held him close. Strange people came and went in the nursery, and a light burned all night. And through it all, little Velveteen Rabbit lay there, hidden from sight, under the bedclothes, and he never stirred. For he was afraid that if they found him, someone might take him away, and he knew that the boy needed him. It was a long, weary time, for the boy was too ill to play, and the little rabbit found it rather dull with nothing to do all day long. But he snuggled down patiently and looked forward to the time when the boy should be well again, and they would go out in the garden amongst the flowers and the butterflies and play splendid games in the raspberry thicket like they used to. All sorts of delightful things he planned, and while the boy lay half asleep, he crept up close to the pillow and whispered them in his ear. And presently, the fever turned, and the boy got better. He was able to sit up in bed and look at picture books while the little rabbit cuddled close at his side. And one day, they let him get up and get dressed. It was a bright, sunny morning, and the windows stood wide open. They had carried the boy out onto the balcony, wrapped in a shawl, and the little rabbit lay tangled up among the bedclothes, thinking. The boy was going to the seaside tomorrow, 
everything was arranged, and now it only remained to carry out the doctor's orders. They talked all about it while the little rabbit lay under the bedclothes, with just his head peeping out, and listened. The room was to be disinfected, and all the books and toys that the boy had played with in bed must be gotten rid of. Hooray, thought the little rabbit. Tomorrow we shall go to the seaside. For the boy had often talked of the seaside, and he wanted very much to see the big waves coming in, and the tiny crabs, and the sea castles. Just then, Nana caught sight of him. How about his old bunny? she asked. That, said the doctor, why, it's a mass of germs. Get rid of it at once. What? Nonsense. Get him a new one. He mustn't have that any more. And so the little rabbit was put into a sack with the old picture books and lots of other things and carried out to the end of the garden behind the fowl house. The gardener was too busy just then to attend to the bag. He had the potatoes to dig and the green peas to gather, but the next morning he promised to come quite early and deal with it. That night, the boy slept in a different bedroom, and he had a new bunny to sleep with him. It was a splendid bunny, all white plush with real glass eyes, but the boy was too excited to care very much about it. For tomorrow, he was going to the seaside, and that in itself was such a wonderful thing that he could think of nothing else. And while the boy was asleep, dreaming of the seaside, the little rabbit lay among the old picture books in the corner behind the fowl house, and he felt very lonely. The sack had been left untied, and so by wriggling a bit, he was able to get his head through the opening and look out. He was shivering a little, for he had always been used to sleeping in a proper bed, and by this time, his coat was worn so thin and threadbare from hugging that it was no longer any protection to him. Nearby, he could see the thicket of raspberry canes growing tall and close like a tropical jungle, in whose shadow he had played with the boy on bygone mornings. He thought of those long, sunlit hours in the garden. How happy they were! and a great sadness came over him. He seemed to see them all pass before him, each more beautiful than the other. The fairy huts in the flower bed, the quiet evenings in the wood when he lay in the bracken and the little ants ran over his paws. The wonderful day when he first knew that he was real. He thought of the skin horse, so wise and gentle, and all that he had told him. Of what use was it to be loved and lose one's beauty and become real 
if it ended like this. And a tear, a real tear, trickled down his little shabby velvet nose and fell to the ground. And then a strange thing happened. For where the tear had fallen, a flower grew out of the ground. A mysterious flower, not at all like any that grew in the garden. It had slender green leaves the colors of emeralds, and in the center of the leaves, a blossom like a golden cup. It was so beautiful that the little rabbit forgot to cry and just lay there watching it. And presently, the blossom opened, and out of it, there stepped a fairy. She was quite the loveliest fairy in the whole world. Her dress was of pearl and dewdrops, and there were flowers round her neck and in her hair, and her face was like the most perfect flower of all. And she came close to the little rabbit and gathered him up in her arms and kissed him on his velveteen nose that was all damp from crying. Little rabbit, she said, don't you know who I am? The rabbit looked up at her and it seemed to him that he had seen her face before, but he couldn't think where. I am the nursery magic fairy, she said. I take care of all the playthings that the children have loved. When they are old and worn out and the children don't need them anymore, then I come and take them away with me and turn them into real. Wasn't I real before? asked the little rabbit. You were real to the boy, the fairy said, because he loved you. Now you shall be real to everyone. And she held the little rabbit close in her arms and flew with him into the wood. It was light now, for the moon had risen. All the forest was beautiful, and the fronds of the bracket shone like frosted silver. In the open glade, between the tree trunks, the wild rabbits danced with their shadows on the velvet grass. But when they saw the fairy, they all stopped dancing and stood round in a ring to stare at her. I've brought you a new playfellow, the fairy said. You must be very kind to him and teach him all he needs to know in Rabbitland, for he is going to live with you forever and ever. And she kissed the little rabbit again and put him down on the grass. Run and play, little rabbit, she said. But the little rabbit sat quite still for a moment and never moved. For when he saw all the wild rabbits dancing around him, he suddenly remembered about his hind legs. 
and he didn't want them to see that he was made all in one piece. He did not know that when the fairy kissed him that last time, she had changed him altogether, and he might have sat there a long time, too shy to move, if just then something hadn't tickled his nose. And before he thought what he was doing, he lifted his hind toe to scratch it. And he found that he actually had hind legs. Instead of dingy velveteen, he was brown fur, soft and shiny. His ears twitched by themselves, and his whiskers were so long that they brushed the grass. He gave one leap, and the joy of using those hind legs was so great that he went springing about the turf on them, jumping sideways and whirling round as the others did. And he grew so excited that when at last he did stop to look for the fairy, she had gone. He was a real rabbit at last, at home with the other rabbits. Autumn passed and winter, and in the spring, when the days grew warm and sunny, the boy went out to play in the wood behind the house. And while he was playing, two rabbits crept out from the bracken and peeped at him. One of them was brown all over, but the other had strange markings under his fur, as though long ago he had been spotted, and the spots still showed through. And about his little soft nose and his round black eyes, there was something familiar, so that the boy thought to himself, why, he looks just like my old bunny that was lost when I was sick. But he never knew that it really was his own bunny, come back to look at the child who had first helped him to be real.